episode 82. The unicorn was so brightly white that it made the snow all around look gray. It was pawing the ground nervously with its golden hooves and throwing back its horned head. Boys, keep back, barked Professor Grubbly Plank, throwing out an arm and catching Harry hard in the chest. They prefer the women's touch, unicorns. Girls, to the front and approach with care. Come on, easy does it. She and the girls walked slowly forward toward the unicorn, leaving the boys standing near the paddock fence, watching. The moment Professor Grubbly Plank was out of earshot, Harry turned to Ron. What do you reckon's wrong with him? You don't think a scroot? Oh, he hasn't been attacked, Potter, if that's what you're thinking, said Malfoy softly. No, he's just too ashamed to show his big ugly face. What do you mean? said Harry sharply. Malfoy put his hand inside the pocket of his robes and pulled out a folded page of newsprint. There you go, he said. Hate to break it to you, Potter. (laughs) He smirked as Harry snatched the page, unfolded it, and read it, with Ron, Seamus, Dean, and Neville looking over his shoulder. It was an article, topped with a picture of Hagrid looking extremely shifty. Dumbledore's giant mistake. Albus Dumbledore, eccentric headmaster of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, has never been afraid to make controversial staff appointments, writes Rita Skeeter. Special correspondent. In September of this year, he hired Alistair Mad-Eye Moody, the notoriously jinx-happy ex-Aura, to teach defense against the dark arts, a decision that caused many raised eyebrows at the Ministry of Magic, given Moody's well-known habit of attacking anybody who makes a sudden movement in his presence. Bad-Eye Moody, however, looks responsible and kindly when set beside the part-human Dumbledore employs to teach care of magical creatures. Rubius Hagrid, who admits to being expelled from Hogwarts in his third year, has enjoyed the position of gamekeeper at the school ever since, a job secured for him by Dumbledore. Last year, however, Hagrid used his mysterious influence over the headmaster to secure the additional post of care of magical creatures teacher over the heads of many better qualified candidates. An alarmingly large and ferocious-looking man, Hagrid has been using his newfound authority to terrify the students in his care with a succession of horrific creatures. While Dumbledore turns a blind eye, Hagrid has maimed several pupils during a series of lessons which many admit to be very frightening. I was attacked by a hippogriff and my friend Vincent Crabbe got a bad bite off a flobberworm, says Draco Malfoy, a fourth-year student. We all hate Hagrid, but we're just too scared to say anything. Hagrid has no intention of ceasing his campaign of intimidation, however. 
In conversation with a Daily Prophet reporter last month, he admitted breeding creatures he has dubbed blast-ended scroots, highly dangerous crosses between manticores and fire crabs. The creation of new breeds of magical creature is, of course, an activity usually closely observed by the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures. Hagrid, it seems, considers himself to be above such petty restrictions. Oh, we're just having some fun, he says, before hastily changing the subject. As if this were not enough, the Daily Prophet has now unearthed evidence that Hagrid is not, as he has always pretended, a pure-blood wizard. He is not, in fact, even pure human. His mother, we can exclusively reveal, is none other than the giantess Fridwulfa, whose whereabouts are currently unknown. Bloodthirsty and brutal, the giants bought themselves to the point of extinction by warring among themselves during the last century. The handful that remained joined the ranks of he who must not be named, and were responsible for some of the worst mass muggle killings of his reign of terror. While many of the giants who served he who must not be named were killed by horrors working against the dark side, Fridwulfa was not among them. It is possible she escaped to one of the giant communities still existing in foreign mountain ranges. If his antics during care of magical creatures lessons are any guide, however, Fridwulfa's son appears to have inherited her brutal nature. In a bizarre twist, Hagrid is reputed to have developed a close friendship with the boy who brought about you-know-who's fall from power, thereby driving Hagrid's own mother, like the rest of you-know-who's supporters, into hiding. Perhaps Harry Potter is unaware of the unpleasant truth about his large friend. But Albus Dumbledore surely has a duty to ensure that Harry Potter, along with his fellow students, is warned about the dangers of associating with part giants. Harry finished reading and looked up at Ron, whose mouth was hanging open. How did she find out? He whispered. But that wasn't what was bothering Harry. What do you mean, we all hate Hagrid? Harry spat at Malfoy. What's this rubbish about him? He pointed at Crab, getting a bad bite off a flobberworm. They haven't even got teeth. Crab was snickering, apparently very pleased with himself. Well, I think this should put an end to the oaf's teaching career, said Malfoy, his eyes glinting. Half giant. And there was me thinking he'd just swallowed a bottle of Skelligro when he was young. None of the mummies and daddies are going to like this at all. They'll be worried he'll eat their kids. Ha 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 ha. You! Are you paying attention over there? Professor Grubbly Plank's voice carried over to the boys. The girls were all clustered around the unicorn now, stroking it. Harry was so angry that the Daily Prophet article shook in his hands as he turned to stare unseeingly at the unicorn, whose many magical properties Professor Grubbly Plank was now enumerating in a loud voice so that the boys could hear too. I hope she stays, that woman, said Parvati Patil when the lesson had ended. 
and they were all heading back to the castle for lunch. That's more what I thought care of magical creatures would be like. Proper creatures like unicorns, not monsters. What about Hagrid? Harry said angrily as they went up the steps. What about him? said Pavati in a hard voice. He can still be the gamekeeper, can't he? Pavati had been very cool toward Harry since the ball. He supposed that he ought to have paid her a bit more attention, but she seemed to have had a good time all the same. She was certainly telling anybody who would listen that she had made arrangements to meet the boy from Bobetons in Hogsmeade on the next weekend trip. That was a really good lesson, said Hermione as they entered the great hall. I didn't know half the things Professor Grubbly Plank told us about eunuch. Look at this, Harry snarled, and he shoved the Daily Prophet article under Hermione's nose. Hermione's mouth fell open as she read. Her reaction was exactly the same as Ron's. How did that horrible Skeeter woman find out? You don't think Hagrid told her? No, said Harry, leading the way over to the Gryffindor table and throwing himself into a chair, furious. He never even told us, did he? I reckon she was so mad he wouldn't give her loads of horrible stuff about me she went ferreting around to get back at him. Maybe she heard him telling Madame Maxime at the ball said Hermione quietly. We'd have seen her in the garden, said Ron. Anyway, she's not supposed to come into school anymore. Hagrid said Dumbledore banned her. Maybe she's got an invisibility cloak, said Harry, ladling chicken casserole onto his plate and splashing it everywhere in his anger. Sort of thing she'd do, isn't it? Hide in bushes, listening to people. Like you and Ron did, you mean? said Hermione. We weren't trying to hear him, said Ron indignantly. We didn't have any choice. The stupid git talking about his giantess mother where anyone could have heard him. 